Okay, so this is the dating podcast. This is the first podcast that I'm doing with my beautiful amiga, Rachel Laird. I am so, so beyond thrilled that she agreed to join me for my very first podcast. There is no one else I'd rather do this with. She is my twin soul. Rachel and I go back how many years, Rachel? Oh my gosh, I think it just popped up on Facebook. I can't remember though, but um, many, many years. And I, I appreciated you from afar. We've talked about this. Oh my god. Um, this is like our own like friendship love story. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm gonna share it because I, I would see you and and your sister and just owning this boutique in in the town that we lived in together and just being the coolest and I remember thinking I really want to just know her and be able to have a conversation with her and I I I just loved your energy even through like social media and then finally got to actually be in your presence and meet you and we just clicked and it was the best ever and I'm so thankful yeah instant right instant yeah instant and I remember, like I told you, and I, it's so funny that after being friends for this long, we finally shared, like, <laughs> this story with each other, our first impressions of each other. We kind of had dabbled in that before, but really, we just went to Bozeman last weekend. Um, we usually meet up in Bozeman a few times a year, and I remember telling you, I instantly felt your good energy through Facebook, because that's kind of like where we... Yeah first connected where it started yeah because I remember you um commented posted about bulletproof coffee and (laughs) I was like let me know how it works out you said that you were going to try it and then you did and I just felt your good energy through your thoughtful words I could just feel that you just were very considerate about what you said and I was like okay this is my girl yep we're gonna get along we are gonna get along and then, uh, yeah, and then you hired me to style you for your cruise to celebrate oh, her master's you, degree because she saved is my smart. life, people. No, I, she looks good in anything. I could have put her in a garbage bag and people would have been like, what designer is that? Not true <laughs> at all. You buy it? I, I need one. You went above, above and beyond. No, yeah. you just and look you, amazing. You lent me your own clothes. That's where I was like, wow, she's on another <laughs> level. <laughs> You had to have the best time of your life on that cruise. So this is that that is our story. <laughs> that is our love story. So um for this dating podcast, we are talking about hot topics that are relevant for all of us. I mean, whether you're married, whether you're dating, whether you're single, whatever your status is, these somehow relate to you. Or will relate to you at some point in your life. Or you know someone to whom these will relate to you, these issues. And things to consider. And so we really just want to be real. We want to share our experiences. We both, um, like Rachel shared earlier, she has been married before. She's married for nine years. And now she is no longer married. And she is on fantastic terms with her ex-husband. And they have a son together. And it's great. And so we are sharing our personal stories and how it has been on the dating scene because it's a whole different world now with social media. And we talked about how it's so easy to not disconnect from your exes because they're so present and in your face. And it's so easy for people to just slide into DMs and initiate an emotional affair whether or not that was their intent and then sometimes it progresses to a physical affair and so now we just introduce the topic of open relationships mm-hmm. and we we need to hear Whitney's point of view on this I shared mine so yes and so open relationships are a really divisive issue people are very hesitant to share what they think about open relationships. I mean, it's very, 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 very divisive. And so, Rachel, if you could just summarize your position on open relationships, and then I will finally share mine. (laughs) Okay. So my whole take on it was that basically I understand the, the argument for them, that it is on a male perspective, even more so desirable to have multiple partners because 
if you're a man, your your evolutionary drive is to spread your seed. I get that. And so it's like you can make multiple women pregnant at the same time. You actually are physically able to do that. And so I, I, I get that that exists. But even from an evolutionary standpoint for women, I feel like it's different because we are the pregnant ones. And so not to get too deep into this, but if we – you know, fall in love with someone and, um, and we get pregnant for nine months, we have to be connected to that person because they are the ones that are going to, in our minds, provide for the child. And so I think right there, you can see that it's not the same, that that drive is, yeah, evolutionarily just not the same for men and women. But I understand that there is, there is a theory behind it. But I also think that we're not in the caveman ages anymore we can like all survive for ourselves we don't have to procreate in order to keep the species going so we need to like drop (laughs) that I feel like it's not that valid of an argument let's rise above (laughs) the spreading of the sea yes let's let's evolve yes but that's such an important point to acknowledge that Women crave stability. So men and women are approaching this from different angles. So women crave stability because they're approaching it from a caretaker perspective. Yeah. Men, evolutionarily, are like, okay, so how many many (laughs) kids can I have? How far can I spread my seed? I mean, yes, exactly, because that's going to really perpetuate and really, um, yeah, keep me going and keep my legacy going. And that, like, increases chances, like, for survival of his line of. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so yeah. it's a very important distinction to make and so that really does draw the line between men and women but then yeah. I also feel like that can be and I know that this isn't what you're intending but um mm-hmm. just introducing another angle to look at it as um look at it through mm-hmm. so people are individuals also so it's hard to make blanket statements that men always look at it. All men look at it this way and all women look at it this way. Because Absolutely. I know some women who are all about <laughs> that open relationship. All about it. And then I know yeah. some men who are monogamous all the way. And so here's where I'm going to share my opinion on it. And we always <laughs> pretty much share the same opinion. So... My take on it is people are individuals, and so it's an individual basis. And yes, you can have some generalizations, but I think that that can be restrictive, and I think that it's better to look at it through an individual lens, so a case-by-case basis. So um, Rachel would prefer it this way and another person would prefer it this way and another person would prefer it this way. And so instead of just making a broad statement that all men would rather um, have an open relationship or be like polyamorous and all women would rather have just like one partner for the rest of their lives, um, think about it as a case-by-case basis. And also, and I know that you and I have talked about this, Rachel, live and let live. So yeah. maybe you and I, because you and I really would prefer to have just like our one partner to whom we're devoted. Um, that's important to us. Like really, I mean, we, we're not settlers and it's very important to us to find somebody like with whom we deeply connect. And so that's kind of our path. That's our preference. But if people are into swinging and they're into open relationships – it's not hurting anybody as long no. as long as they're both as long as it's consensual as long as both right. are authentic and true to their to themselves and honest with their partner that that's truly what they want if it's mutually consensual let them do it what is it harming you how it's, I mean and it goes back and this is another hot topic issue but it goes like to homosexuality and gay marriage uh-huh. and I mean we're really getting with it. <laughs> Going there. The yeah. But I mean, truly, like, just because that's not how you live your life, if it's if it's really not directly impacting you and physically harming you and like harming you or your loved ones, I mean, let people find happiness. Mm-hmm. You know? And well so, that that is it. That is it. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. As long as as you do the 
the work. I feel like everyone in order, happiness is the goal, but it's not as shallow as some people think. Like, I just want to be happy. No, it's doing the soul searching to figure out exactly what makes you happy. Yes. And having that self-awareness. Yeah. Because it's easy to just go off conventionally what people tell you will make you happy. Like you find a husband, you have kids, and that is your path. And that will bring you happiness. That is a guaranteed path to happiness. Not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily. Like some people are okay to be single for the rest of their lives, and that truly brings them happiness. And some people don't want to have kids. And they shouldn't have kids if they don't truly want to have kids. They can still be like the best person. They can be a beautiful person with a beautiful soul. But having kids isn't for them. It doesn't feel right for them. And so it's just like being honest, like you said, like soul searching and generating that self-awareness and being honest with yourself. Is this truly what I want? And then having the courage to pursue that. And mm-hmm. like, oh, that second part, though. Yes. Wait, that, you, can't, you can't just gloss over that. That's the hard part. You. It's super easy to make your vision board and your list of qualities and, you know, put it out there that way. But then to actually have the conviction to make the hard decisions to to stick to that. That's the yes. hardest part. It is. And, and that's the self-worth part. Like, yes. the, the first is the self-knowledge. What do I want? And then the second is the self-worth. I'm going to make the hard decisions to to get this. And that can be so challenging and so intimidating because you think about, I mean, you and I, like, you, you've overcome some stuff. I mean, I've over, overcome some stuff. Everybody has stuff mm-hmm. that they've overcome. Yeah. But... I mean, I think about people who truly have to overcome, like, I've always had a very accepting family. Mm-hmm. And I just think about people who don't have an open family, an open-minded family, and let's say that they're gay, or let's say that they want to live their life a certain way, and to feel judged by your family, by your peers, by society, that can be very <clears throat> restricting if you haven't really done the work to decide what you want to do, decide what will make you happy, and then have the courage to pursue that. I mean, that's so many people are just ruled by that fear of judgment and right. people what yeah. people will think. And that is just tragic to me. That just makes my heart so sad because I want everybody, as long as as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else, I want everybody to find their happiness. And like you and I have talked about that just it's, it's key, like you said, to do the work, but just having mm-hmm. the courage to pursue that despite what other people will think. So people people will probably judge you if you decide to have an open relationship. People will, de- yeah. will judge you if you decide to be a swinger. They will. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just reconciling that with your own self-love and commitment to um, – staying true to your path, I mean, that's kind of what is going to bring you lasting happiness because you just have to know. People will think what they think. I can't control that. But I know what will make me happy, and I am going to go for what will make me happy. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I mean, you do you, boo. That's kind of what it comes down to, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, and don't you find, and and maybe you have even witnessed this in your friendship with me, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) that like you have your friend you see them in a relationship or whatever living their life and they tell you they express to you what it is they actually want like their heart's desire and then unfortunately you see them making maybe decisions that are not congruent with what they've expressed to you and and you kind of can recognize that it's fear-based or they're just not being true to themselves. And sure. it's, it's really hard to be the friend in that situation and to give that love and support, which you always did, but then also kind of remind them, like, but remember, you don't want this. <laughs> like, but you're brilliant at that. And I will, like, bring this up. I will I will get real with y'all. You are, <laughs> you are masterful at that, really. You really are. Because – it's always devoid of judgment. I never feel judged. I feel like I'm always accepted by you. I can always come to you with anything. And you always have this way of just putting this fresh twist on it. 
because I like to feel like I'm pretty self-aware. I have myself figured out, and I, I feel like I do. I've, we've both done the work on ourselves. And I will come to you with an issue, or I'll just mention to you, like, the last guy that I'm dating, and, um, you know, like, there's this going on, and you will just offer this fresh insight that is just so valuable. So, for example, this last one, you and I have talked about introducing in intimacy too soon. And so that's a whole issue because, and to each their own, again, um, you and I have both dated. We've dated guys who are wonderful, like total catches. Where you're like, whoever ends up with this guy will be lucky. Like, they'll be a lucky right. girl. But us, like, we would rather <laughs> not do the do, like, while we're driving. Like, we would rather. Right. We yeah. would rather. Um. Like, intimacy, there's a time and a place for it. And so yeah. it's – that's just our preference. But these guys, I mean, the, it's just kind of like like we talked about. It's an individual basis. And so certain people want to get physical soon in their relationships. And sometimes that's a red flag. Sometimes that means that they're not truly valuing you. They really don't want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. But you and I both seem like we both did. We always have parallel experiences, I swear. It's crazy. Always. It's the craziest <laughs> thing, but yes, yes. But we both dated guys where they're great guys. They yeah. really listen to you. They ask questions. They got to know you first. But then they're so physical-centric. They're so yeah. focused. It's not that they don't want to get to know you and they like continually yeah. want to get to know you, but that's at the top of their list. That's, that's a priority for them. Um, mm -hmm. And they want to have certain conversations about it um, yep. all the time. And yep. you and I just don't roll that way. And that's okay. Yep. And so we kind of just had to, like, politely go our separate ways. <laughs> and it, it's so disheartening. because, And we've expressed that to each other because, you know, we're just like, if only it didn't have to be this much of a focus on the physical They'd be perfect, you yes. know. It's it's just this like, gosh darn it, <laughs> why yes. why do you have to go there so soon and so much? It's a real turnoff. But I feel like it also is a way that we can just weed out people really quickly and easily that are just not matching our you know love language or priorities or whatever it is. Yes. I, I feel like that's the way we need to look at it. Yes. Is because yes, they they do have it all, but honestly, if we're not at that same level with uh, valuing something as important as like your sexual experience together, then then it's just an easy like no, this this is not for me. This is not my person. And that's okay. Yes, yes. absolutely. And you don't have to vilify them and demonize them no. and be like that guy. He just wants all the wrong things, and he's such a jerk. I mean, no, just no. just recognizing that you guys just want different things, and exactly like knowing yourself enough to know what you want and what you're willing to go for, um, and what you're willing to live with, and just like staying true to that. I mean, that's kind of like an overarching theme that kind of a pattern that I'm sensing with us. I mean, it's I just think so. willing to, to pursue it and there was <laughs> a previous topic that kind of like segued into that but I don't remember what it was so we're just going to keep rolling um we're just, yeah just yes go. yes exactly we're just going to let the natural flow take over mm -hmm. <laughs> so, we're in the flow state right yes. now if you can't tell it's yes <laughs> and so <sighs> being single for much of my life I mean, I, you know, like we date and we both kind of have someone in our lives right now. Yeah. And so we, we know what it's like to, to date around. We know what it's like to, I think that we both, we've done the self work. Um, I know that we keep talking about that, but it's important mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not settling for what doesn't like feel authentic to us and what, yeah. what doesn't feel true to us. And so we are willing to keep going for that fairy tale because it, it truly does exist. And 
I mean, I, I've, I know people who found that fairy tale. So it's not that it means life is awesome 100% of the time, but it just means that you just can rest assured that that is your person. You just yes. know. You're just convicted. Like, that is your person. And you just and know. And to, yeah. And to, I, sorry to cut no, you off. but do, I please do. I feel like, I feel like um, any time that, it's not just about settling. Because I feel like that needs to be, like, rebranded. It's been used too much that it's almost lost meaning. Like, I don't want to settle. You know, it doesn't even, nobody even knows what that means anymore. But what I feel like that is what we're actually saying with that is that is that we like you said we don't want to give up on on what we want our life to look like if you're meeting someone and you are needing to compromise major things in your life to make it work that that is the problem yes. it's not it's not whether he doesn't have a good job or it's not whether he's not as attractive as you. That's not settling. No. That's just being shallow. Yeah. <laughs> settling is is it compromising things that are core to you, values that are core to you, letting that go because you're afraid to be alone or you're afraid that you won't find anybody to meet those core values. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's so important. And it's it's beyond the physical. Yeah. It really is a soul connection. I mean, we're both hippies and proud of it. <laughs> but it's it's so true because it's not just about what the person looks like because I mean it's about how they vibe with you, how they make you feel. It's about that light that you recognize within them. I mean, how many times have you seen like it it's all about energy and how many like men or women, I mean, like beyond like, um, the physical attraction, like, I mean, just in general people, like it has nothing to do with what they look like. It's with the light that they carry within themselves. It's the energy that they have. And so yeah. it's just you recognizing that light within somebody else. It's just you recognizing that compatibility. And again, that comes with doing some work, um, right. to be able to like be authentic to your, like true to yourself. Um, and yeah, and so I like that you say that settling needs to be rebranded because it's just about like what will truly make you happy. Yes, totally. And so I want to get your thoughts on, is this a generational thing? Because I mean, like kind of settling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's there's such, so many. Right. I know yes, where you're going with Yes. That. Yes. You always do. <laughs> you, have <the> same, <laughs> you have the same brain. So there, and there are so many like different filters to look at this through. So generational thing in the sense that like 20 years ago, we didn't have social media. So there's that. Um, and I do want to like revisit that, um, generational thing where people typically for the most part, there are some outliers, um, not all the time, but you typically like, whether it's your job or your relationship, like you just committed and then you committed for life, like you're in it. Um, yeah. And then it's also a cultural thing. So you have arranged marriages. Um, but anyways, like, do you think that yeah. it's a generational thing because you have social media contributing and we've already talked about social media, but mm -hmm. so you have, I think social media contributing to relationship ADD and they found that like neurologically we have shorter and shorter attention spans. And so this bleeds into our relationships because I think we're constantly aware of the fact that there are so many options out there. And we see those options because we see them on social media. Yeah. And men yep. and women, especially men who are so visual. And so they see those other options and hence the sliding into the DMs. Mm -hmm. And social media and technology has really shrunk our world and made options that were otherwise unavailable available to us. So that makes it easier for us to carry on emotional affairs or whatever um, because mm -hmm. you're able to connect with somebody in China or wherever else they are. Um, buy a ticket. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and all you need. Hell, you don't even have to buy a ticket. Like, you right. can, like, still have that emotional affair or, like, yeah. do your naughty videos um, yeah. through social media. And so do you think that that... How do you think that that has really affected modern day relationships? Well, I think you nailed it 
on so many levels that it really has. It there's there's no denying that we have ADD across the board. Relationships, um, just content in general. Look, I don't. I can't even tell you how many times when I'm not doing something that I just automatically reach for my phone to yes. scroll. And it's maddening to yes. me because I can recognize it, but it is there and it's an addiction. Yes. And and so um, it definitely bleeds into everything else. You're looking at everyone's highlights, right? Like yes. no one's posting the sh- the crap. No. They're posting. Good edit. The, yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean to censor you. <laughs> All the best. And so, and so, of course, we're looking at that and we're like, wow, that life looks amazing. And so there is a part of us that, that wants to be a part of that. And so it's, it's this constant, like, yearning to be a part of this perfection that's not real, that doesn't exist. But, but because we keep seeing it and then, hey, I could even, like, connect with this person. It just, it really does open it up. But... I would like to say that I was a bit of, I was becoming a little bit of a cynic up until recently with all of this. And I was thinking that, yeah, we're doomed (laughs) because, (laughs) because it it, it is, it's just all the highlight reels and there's no getting to know someone on an individual level and all this. I was just feeding myself that narrative and just kind of getting down and depressed and throwing in the towel. But I, you know, I met someone that that I connect with on such deep level that I am able to see beyond all all the crap. And so I think it's still possible. I think you have to remember, remind yourself that it isn't real to to hold out for the real, for the real connection and and to be available and see it when it does come to you, and then you're you don't buy in to to it all. And it's so I, I'm in a different yeah. place now. Probably if you would have asked me this like a month ago, I'd have been like, we're damned. We're damned. <laughs> so but, that's why like universe was looking out for us. That's why it didn't work out because we had planned to have this podcast like three months right. ago. <laughs> I was I was meant to give hope. Yes, yes. The, pro- the universe was like, or God or Allah or yeah yeah so that's that's my take they're like they're like no um we need to like we're gonna like intervene and we're gonna like delay it a few months so (laughs) rachel can give this certain message yes that's so beautiful and i'm so happy for you and yeah absolutely good for you and yes it's when you have truly found that person that removes desire to get into it with anybody else and to get into any relationship or reach out to anybody else. I mean, like you feel fulfilled. That is your person. Yes. You feel, yes, like that is your person. Because even, I mean, how many times I'm guilty of this, I will, I will fully, you know, wrap myself out on this, but I have reached out to someone who I thought appeared to have it all and was like, wow, I, that is so appealing to me. I want that to be my life. I, I want, I want that, you know, and yes. reached out and had it be reciprocated and then even met up and it's a facade immediately. Yes. You see, wait, 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 this was not real. Yes. And, and so you need to remember that too. It's just, it, it's not real until you actually are in someone's presence, feel their energy, have deep conversations. That's the only thing that's real. So go for that. Yes. Yes, exactly. Totally. And, um, I kind of want to touch on what you had talked about earlier. Um, like social media is an addiction and instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's shown like they've done multiple studies on, really its effect on us and I feel like it's really affected particularly men's approach to dating I mean I won't completely target them but just from my experience where instant gratification is a thing and I feel like that really fuels our sense of entitlement to intimacy on the first date Uh and so you share your experiences I'll share mine with first date there have been so many first dates where okay okay this is this is the fun part this is the fun part so it's not even that they buy me dinner and then they feel entitled to a kiss or more 
No. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. buy the effing dinner. Right. <laughs> and then right. they right. still feel entitled. They yeah. still feel entitled to intimacy. What is that about? Do you know how many dates? It is alarming. How many dates I have paid for that they yeah. will pretend like they didn't see the check and it will sit there for a good, like, five or ten minutes because I'll, like, write it out to see. And this is... This is this is the best part. Like I will, I'm. It's not like I'm a freeloader because a they asked me out on no. a date and I'm, I'm pretty traditional. But you and I are both like independent women mm-hmm. who make our own money and we have no qualms about paying for ourselves. But I remember there was this one. This is just one of the examples where I paid for my own date. So, I, um, my sister had um like met this guy and then she like hooked us up on a blind date. So we were texting like setting this up. And so um, somehow I knew that he didn't have a lot of money. So I was aware of that. And so um, I was trying to let him call the shots. I was trying to let him kind of direct, like, what we would do for our date. So I was, like, suggesting things that we could do for free. Like, we could go for a walk. We could do this and this and this. Like, trying to be very aware. Um, and he's like, no, let's let's go to dinner. And I'm like, okay, cool. So you decide where. Like, we can go to Costa Vida. I'm cool with that. No, homeboy wanted to go to the brewery. Like, he wanted to go to, like, a sit-down restaurant. I'm like, okay, cool. Fine, let's do it. Um, So we go on the date. He's the one. He orders um, two beer samplers, one beer sampler. He was getting down with it. He... (laughs) And then he ordered, like, all this food. And I ordered a half a salad and a water. Not because I'm trying to, like, look a certain just because I was trying to be, like, very considerate. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, the bill comes, and he, like, looks at it and then um, looks at me, and he's like, I'm not made of money, you know. Stop <laughs> it! Stop! Says the guy who ordered all this beer and all this food oh to the girl God. that ordered a half a salad and some water. Thank you very much. And, and you offered preemptively to just <laughs> do something for free. Yes. Like, let's go walk home yes. in the park. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so there are so many guys where I just feel like they feel entitled to at least a first kiss. And that yeah. really, truly yeah. just pisses me off because I'm like, uh, no, no, no. You know what? Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like on some level, and it's because they have They've gotten the short end of the stick. Like, they've paid for <laughs> for dinners from girls so many times yes. and have it not resulted in that. that now they're just defensive yeah. and they're like, angry. Pass and go and wanting to collect that $200. But then I'm like, truly, like, that's a form of prostitution. Like, you pay for, or, yep. I mean, when they do pay for the dinner. Like, let's be clear. <laughs> when they actually do pay for the dinner, that refreshing <laughs> Those refreshing right. dates when they do. But, yeah, I mean, like, you pay for the dinner and then you expect me to, to give it up? Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, if you were to look and at I, it. And I, I am to the point where I will, there will be a restaurant. There was. There was a restaurant here in town <laughs> that opened up recently. And I'm like, man, I really want to go to that restaurant. And I have, I have male and female friends here. And I reached out to my female friends. They couldn't go. I'm like, okay. Should I go with a guy who's a friend um, and try out this new restaurant that I want to? No, because I might feel guilty if he offers to pay, and then I might feel like, like it was all of this yes. baggage, and yes. I ended up not going to the restaurant. Yes, baggage. <laughs> How do I deal yes. with this? Yes, and that, I don't <laughs> want a free meal to feel guilty. That is not a good trade-off for me. No. I would rather pay the pay for my food or not go, and yes. then to feel guilty. Yes. It's so true. <laughs> I don't know about your dating. Like, I seriously, like, and even, like, my friends and, like, my sister, like, it's seriously a fist pump when the guy has a job. And isn't, like, yes. teach their own. Again, teach their own. Like, if you just, if you want to live your life for you, oh, I don't mean this to sound harsh. You you just live your life, and you do right by you. Um, don't freeload off of people. That's the distinction. Don't freeload off of people. But if you want yeah. to live your life where you just kind of, like, roll with the wind, and you are, like, a ski lift operator in the winter, and in the summer, you just do guides or whatever you want to do, um, yeah. you do that. You do that. But then I don't appreciate being looked at as a sugar mama, you know? And yeah. 
I <laughs> now seriously, like it's a celebration. Like if I'm dating a guy, I'm like, you guys, guess what? He has a job. He's a solid job. income, yeah. like a regular income. It's awesome. It's so yeah. good. And there's some good guys out there. And I think you and I like are both very cognizant of that. Um, mm-hmm. And we're very aware of manifesting too and not like just being negative about it and being like, oh, there's nobody to date out there. No, there's some great no, guys out there. don't go down that route. No, yeah, no, no not only there. will you limit yourself, but we've yeah. experienced some great guys out there. There have been yeah. some fantastic guys out there and we've both dated them. Um, right. It just didn't work out, but yep. there have been some great guys out there. But yeah, it's just... <laughs> something that you also have to be aware of um and just doing what feels good for you um i mean and just not if you're not on the same level and physically then just staying true to you and just going your own way um right. and i also want to talk about like um, arrested emotional development so okay. i tell me what your experience has been because and this has been just, especially the last week, I swear. <laughs> so there have been some guys where, <laughs> I really don't mean to put any on blast. I've tried to be very careful. Mm-hmm. And I usually like when I share, and I know that you're the same way, like try to be like very aware of like how other people will take it and yes. their feelings because you don't want to make anybody feel bad, but this is an issue that needs to be addressed. So for the sake of the podcast, I will this talk for about the good it. of the people, yes, I mean. Yes, <laughs> the people need to know, Rachel. The people need to know. So, there have been guys where they have propositioned, I guess. I mean, even you could say. Like, they'll, they don't even have the emotional maturity. And these are guys that are 28 to 30 plus. They should okay. know better. It's not like they're 15 years old. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to go get it on? LOL. No, like, these are grown men with careers, and they will ask, like, if I want to go do a quickie. Or, yeah, basically, that was like verbatim what one of them said. Um, oh. But LOL. Or oh, uh, LOL. So, so does it, so is it, is it for real? Am exactly. I in, case, in case you reject me, I was just kidding. I was totally I was just kidding. kidding. I was just, come on. I was just kidding. But then if you take them up on it. I was literally laughing out loud. <laughs> Did you get that? <laughs> side, side note, fun fact, A-L-O-L is actually laughing out loud. For, that really like clarifies things. So please, people, please use that. A-L-O-L. <laughs> I'm actually laughing out loud. But no. And it's like they didn't have the courage to actually say no but like do you really want to come over for a quickie (laughs) and whether I did or not like it means more to me that you are able to like say what you mean and so like I always respond with you're not kidding like you're being serious like yeah right at least own up to it at least own up to it like no matter where you are with everything that's just like a rule of life just own up to it and yeah. you just stand by whatever comes after that. But just yes. stay true to yourself. I mean, again, like a theme, just stay true to yourself. Uh, uh, so, so true. And I know, yeah, we're harping on that <laughs> and we just keep saying it. But it's because in every instance in your life where you're not getting what you want or you're not where where you want to be or you're feeling, you know, shameful or whatever, it is because you are not being true to yourself. Guaranteed. If you're being true to yourself, at least you're making yourself happy. That's that's it. Yes. So, so if there's a, a part of your life that you're like, gosh, I just wish this wasn't the case. This, well then change it because you're not being true to yourself. Yes. Be true to yourself. And then at least you're making you happy. That's, isn't that so Critically important, whether it's your career, whether it's yeah. your relationship, if you're not happy, change it. Yes. And there will be, and we've talked about this, we talked about this, like, you know, with family members and, like, even ourselves, um, with our last trip to Bozeman, it will probably suck, depending on, like, where you are in your life, let's say that you need to make a change. Um, yeah. There will be some, some growing pains, there will be a little bit of a hump. And I don't mean to suck because I really don't want to make it too negative. Um, there will be a little um, discomfort. But the payoff right. is 
so worth it. So worth it. And I wish I could amplify that times a thousand. It is yep. so worth it. If you so feel like you're not living the life that you're meant to live, or that you're not as happy as you could be because you are meant for pure bliss. Everybody is meant for pure bliss. Mm. Sing it. Yes, yes. And so, I mean, again, that's not that you're naive. It's not that you're ignorant. It's not that you're living in la-la land. No. It's just that you have, and again, this is another conversation for another podcast, but you have just learned to like release and let go and you have learned to stay true to yourself and you have achieved that self-awareness that you know what you want and you're able to stay true to that. Um, then yes, you, you know what will bring you happiness and you can just dedicate yourself to that path and see it through like whatever changes that you need to make let's say that you're in a bad relationship and you're able to see it through because you know on the other end of that is the life that you deserve and that's the life that you should have and that's life that you need to be truly happy and so I mean you've shown that with your relationship like it, it wasn't easy yeah. when you decided right. to end your marriage after nine years and I have mm -hmm. so much respect for you for you gave it nine years. Well, and to let everybody down, I really felt the weight of the world. My parents, his parents, yeah. friends, everyone. It was like everybody we, has an opinion. Yeah. We were it. We were yeah. the we, and it was it was all done in um, behind closed doors. We didn't. We never fought. We weren't like that. We were just unhappy, but nobody knew that we yeah. were unhappy, and so yeah. it was this shock, like this couple that I feel like a lot of people held on a pedestal. They can't, they can't make it, that caused them to question themselves. You know, a lot of that is, is people's reaction is because it's a reflection on them. And so <laughs> another reason to yeah. not care what anyone thinks because it's not even about you. It's about them. And so um, just to remember, remember that. But, but I remember it really was. It was the hardest time in my life. I felt like such a failure. But I knew that that I just needed to find what made me happy. And, and even, um, even though, you know, I'm, I'm a person who likes to be in a relationship. I liked being married even. And so I knew that that was always something that I wanted. I had to first just get, get right with myself and just be completely content in being alone and, and knowing what I want and giving myself time and finding happiness within myself that that's the only way that you can actually attract happiness to you. You can't expect someone to make you happy. You can't expect um, you to bring happiness to you if you're miserable and woe is me and I'm never going to find anybody. That's, you're not, that's not the way it works. Yay. So... So you have to just do the work, keep, we keep saying it, but do the work and get your happy. And then it's like magic. It just, you are vibrating on such a high frequency of positivity that you, you just can't help that you're, people are drawn to you yes. and then you're going to find like the person yes. for you that gets drawn to you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's why we're twin souls. <laughs> Everything that she just said, times a thousand, yes, well said, well articulated, thank you so much. Um, I want to know your opinion. So one of my favorite movies <laughs> is He's Just Not That Into You, and I think I'm really drawn to it because I love the idea of honesty. Sometimes honesty is brutal, sometimes the truth is brutal. But if you have a friend like Rachel, she delivers it in a way that is honest and genuine, but gentle and valuable. So you have such a way of gently helping me consider like another um, angle, a way to look at it. So that's, I think that's the ultimate, speaking of love, I think that's the ultimate, one of the ultimate signs of love. If you have those hard conversations with somebody, let's say that um, a friend is dating somebody and the guy just isn't that into them and you recognize all the signs and you really don't think that he is, you don't have to abrasively say, dude isn't into yeah, you. Yeah. There's a way to put it. Um, but actually like being willing to have those hard conversations because it's so easy to just sidestep those hard conversations because you want to just avoid that discomfort for yourself and that's truly what it comes down to. Right. But if you truly right. have your friend's best interests at heart, 
you don't want them pursuing this guy that you know will lead to nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so kind of yeah. put your own discomfort aside and just have a heart to heart with them and be like, hey, um, you know, gently kind of like point out some of the signs and be like, you deserve somebody who will really make you feel loved and accepted and blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyways, I love, um, he's just not that into you. Um, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It has like just a medley of celebrities in it. Um, and so one of the themes in it, um, the character, Scarlett Johansson's character, um, meets Bradley Cooper's character at the supermarket. And, um, Bradley Cooper is married and Scarlett Johansson is not. And so they kind of like exchange numbers, um, and it's innocent enough they're meeting, and then they exchange numbers, and then it kind of progresses into something not so innocent, and then they start to have an affair. And um, so Drew Barrymore, I'm trying to make, not make this so confusing, but Drew Barrymore is Scarlett Johansson. She's the, the best friend. And so she is saying, well, I starts offering all this evidence. Um, well, I like know somebody and she met her husband and he was married at the time, but then they like were soulmates and they really like were destined to be together. So is it fair? Like, it's not really fair if they're meant to be together. Um, like, you know, like they shouldn't like miss out on their soulmate just because they're married at the time. And so I think that that's another hot topic that we should discuss because that could be looked at a few different ways. And so, again, like, I have my opinions, and I want to hear your opinion. So what is your opinion on people, let's say that you are into somebody, like you're mutually into somebody, and yeah. they're married. and But you know, and you know that they know, that your connection is undeniable, and you're meant to, you truly feel at your core that you're meant to be together. What's okay. If, yeah, that and that's... What you just said at the end there, I think, it is the key. If you truly, at your core, believe that you should be together, and and in an, you know, it depends on what they've expressed as well. As much as marriage should be an ultimate thing that people go into, and it's sh- you know, it's it's beautiful because the concept is that it will last forever, and you want it to. That is, I mean, what's what's the divorce rate? over 50% probably at this point or at 50%. It's, it's not that anymore. We want it to be, we hold it to that standard, but that's not always the case. And so I don't, I don't think it's right to necessarily pursue anyone when they are married. You need to, you know, take a step back and let them figure that out. But I also don't think that it means that you cannot be with that person ever because they are married. Yes. So if that makes sense. Yes, it makes perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> Just to you. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah, hopefully everybody else <laughs> can make sense of the right knee talkings. Okay. But yes, I, I completely agree, and that's exactly where I stand too. Um, and I think it's just honoring that commitment that's been made um, and doing right by the other person. And so going about it in the right way. So let's say that you connect, but you still, I don't think, should do anything like uh, like um on the down low and so yeah, no. If you're, no, no, no no yes if like let's say that um you're the person that's in the committed relationship or maybe you both are um you need to have a heart to heart with your significant other and you need to level with them and communicate your feelings and because it's not fair for either of you to continue to be in a relationship that you're not both in emotionally you know right. it's not fair for either of you because it's not fair for you to not honor your connection to somebody else um and it's not fair for the other person because I want to be with somebody and you and I have both talked about this I want to be with somebody who wants to be with me and if they no longer feel like that I release them yeah because I want uh, yes I want to be with somebody who wouldn't choose anybody else but me I mean <laughs> yeah just excluding the whole open relationship thing as long as you're on the same page like <laughs> I want to be with somebody like who's on the same page as me completely 100% and if you're not you both owe it to yourselves to pursue whatever will fulfill you. And yeah. so if, if my husband were to come to me and say, hey, I'm just, I'm in love with somebody else or I'm just, I'm not in this relationship anymore. Um, and again, it's an individual basis. You would assess the situation. Um, is it salvageable? Like, can we salvage mm-hmm. this? Or is this like other connection that they have? Undeniable, you know? Um, yeah. 
And I think as long as you go about it the right way, that's legit, man. And I mean, yeah. how many decisions? And just have release you them because, like, yes. we we've talked about this yes. so many times, but we we cite this like mantra, this motto to each other: "The universe has your back. The universe wants what's <laughs> best for you." Yes. Right? Yes. And so, really, it's not. But it's not just words. Like it really does. And to trust that. And so, yes. if the if if this is what is presented to you in this moment, yes. then that is your path. Yes. You don't fight it. The, you were not brought to this moment. I was not brought, I never made a choice to be born into this world. I was brought into this yes. world. So right there, it's out of my control. Yes. I can't, I can't control everything. And so all I have is the present moment. And all I can do is, is make a decision with the information given. And yes. my choice is always just going to be to flow with it, not yes. against it. Exactly. And people come into your life for a reason. They truly do. No matter, I hope, I mean, this kind of just traverses across all religions. I mean, whether you're Muslim, whether you're LDS, whether you're Jewish, like whatever it is, like for the most part, people come into your life for a reason. Um, if you believe in a higher power, maybe you're agnostic, maybe you're atheist. I mean, then that's another issue. But, People come into your life for a reason, and so it's just recognizing those people, whether it's a lesson, whether like they're meant to stay, um, yes. or whether it's just a brief encounter, um, just a yes. brief lesson, um, and it's just recognizing that, and then yes, just like knowing that the universe has your back and brings people into your life at a certain time for a certain reason, and, and then you think about... <clears throat> Maybe, like, you and Toby, like, you and your, sorry, mm -hmm. I mentioned his name, like, you and yep. your husband, your ex-husband, <laughs> so, <clears throat> that's not to diminish your connection, and then that's not to diminish your relationship in the time that you shared, mm -hmm. so maybe you were meant to be married to that person, and that's beautiful, and that was exactly mm -hmm. as it should have been, but then, um... Or maybe that you made, like, a, a mistake marrying somebody when you were young because you're young and you're still figuring yourself out. And then um, somebody else comes along and that's you're meant to be with, like, um, from then on. That's, like, your true soulmate. And that's something I want to talk about. Um, that's your true soulmate. Then, I mean, you can just kind of, like take a nod to your, like, previous yeah. relationship and then just do right by that previous relationship, but then kind of, like, move on into, like, what is destined for yes. you. Yes, and just, like, I mean, I take a lot of my just knowledge about the world from from nature and how nature is constantly changing. The whole quote, like, you, uh, uh, someone never steps in the same river twice. Yeah. Like, it's constantly changing. So are you. Yeah. And so... Just because at 21, I was fully in love with this person and thinking these things, I can tell you that I am a completely different person than I was then. Yes. I don't, all, I almost don't even recognize myself. I'll, I've kept journals my whole life, adult life, and I'll go back and I'll read some of my journals from that time period. And it's like a stranger yeah. is, is talking. It's yeah. just that it's not my mentality right now. So, so you change. Yes. And so that's why you can only take your present moment. Don't get stuck in the past. Don't get fixated on the future. Just be where you are. And, and that's the way to happiness. Yes, absolutely. For sure. 100%. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. And so I want to ask you about your thoughts on soulmates and twin flames. And mm -hmm. So if you're not a hippie like us, <laughs> <laughs> just turn off. <laughs> so soulmates are, you can have multiple soulmates. They can be platonic, you know, just friend soulmates. Like Rachel and I are definitely soulmates. Um, mm -hmm. You can have people that you just connect with. I mean, no matter, I don't know what your belief is, but you know, if you believe in like a previous life, you know, somebody that you met in previous life, that's what some theology say. Um, or, like, just somebody that you just, like, resonate deeply with. Um, that's a general way of looking at it. Or a twin flame. And um, a soulmate can be somebody that you, um, can be somebody that, like, a romantic soulmate, too. Um, and you can yeah. have multiple soulmates. Again, like I said, twin flame, you have one twin flame. And this yes. is your mirror of you. So this is, 
usually somebody like who does something like you just like connect with them deeply and you feel like you've you've known them you like instantly connect you instantly vibe um they are your mirror so they're presenting like a lot of the issues that you have with yourself they have with you so a lot of the times things that they do piss you off because it's your self recognizing your weaknesses or um your areas needing growth in in the other person and so it's just Honestly, it's just a way for you to grow and evolve. And so um, it doesn't necessarily need to be the person that you end up with, end up marrying or whatever. Um, and they can, like, come in and out of your life. So what is your thought on soulmates? And do you know who your twin flame is? Ooh! Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I definitely believe in... I'm just fascinated with all aspects of souls and um magic of this life i look for miracles i'm i'm that hippie <laughs> i'm yes. that person that yes. just believes in magic because i want to see it and if you don't believe in it you'll never see it yes. so i i choose to to look for it um and and i believe that that i have a soul and so i believe others have a soul and and that there is a soul recognition that occurs and you can call it energy or you can call it um, personality or affect yes. or whatever you want. But but there's something that you we all pick up in another person that you don't you, you can't really attribute definite meaning behind. It. It's just this feel. And so um, that's how I think of kind of like your souls deal with each other. So I feel like soulmates are are people that you have you're almost it's like on that same frequency you're vibrating at this one similar level and you recognize that in each other you have a similar um perspective you view the lens similarly so that's can be like your soulmates and and like you said there's multiple ones of those all around yes um and then i do believe that there are such things as as twin flames and that and that your your soul can have its actual mirror its actual mate and and the reason I choose to believe that is because I'm a helpless romantic <laughs> and I want to believe it. Yeah, and I can yeah. choose to believe yes. what I want. <laughs> yes, exactly. You do you. And what harm is there? Yeah. Yes. I'm what, with you. What I'm with fun you, is it to go through life and be like, no, there's exactly. no such thing as that. What a like, miserable what? existence. And like kids, like I just posted a quote about this on my Instagram the other day. Like kids still see the magic in life. Yeah. They still see the magic in life. And why don't you we, don't like, you we don't lose win that a prize for being a skeptic? No, you don't. You don't. And nobody wants life, to hang out with you. Nothing is going to happen to be like you were right. Yeah, nothing is real. No. Yeah, right. It's all an illusion. <laughs> Everything sucks. High five. No, yeah. <laughs> and even if you are naive, like God, it's just so much more fun to believe I in know. the magic. Yeah. I have a blast in my nonsense. <laughs> I have such a blast. Seriously, get on our level. <laughs> really, though. And that's how I feel. Yes. How many times have we, like, caught, you know, texted each other and been like, but, but for real, how about that moon energy? You know, like, <laughs> why not? Why not talk about that? I know. agree and have you ever felt wait did you you don't have to obviously you don't have to identify the person I, I don't think you did did do you um have a twin flame do you know who your twin flame is I I, I believe I do <laughs> and I, I believe I know who it is but nice. um yeah so that can be kind of tricky too and there are two people that I I'm trying to decide and we talked about this last weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, a case could be made for either one. And I think, <laughs> have you ever felt there has been, it was one guy, the only time that this has, like, really happened. Um, you know the Taylor Swift song, I Knew You Were Trouble When You Walked In? Yeah. <laughs> actually played today. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so T-Swift for the win. So 
I have never felt this jarring sense before, and it was like startling. So this is a few years ago, and um, I met this guy, and like instantly, instantly saw him. Um, we like somebody introduced us, like we shook hands. I instantly knew that he was going to mean something in my life. And mm-hmm. I mean, God, like <laughs> five years later, like still. Um, wow. Yeah, yes. Have yeah. you ever felt that? Yes, I felt that almost every time. I have had four major um, romances uh-huh. in my in my life, and with each one of them, it was this like soul recognition. Is all I can say. Yes. It was just like, oh, okay, yes. yeah, you're gonna mean something, yes. good or bad, and yes, and you yes. can't. It, and good or bad is dumb anyway. There's no, there is no such thing. It's just, you know, experiences. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and good, yeah, good and point. I gained a lot, a lot of knowledge and experience from them. And so definitely, I, I believe that 100%. You know, you recognize it. Yes, you really do. It's incredible, actually. And yeah, I mean, and unless you've, if you haven't experienced it, maybe try tuning in a little bit more because I, I think mm-hmm. it's there too. Um, and maybe just, I don't know. And I think a lot of that comes with self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I, I think you and I, like, it's kind of been an instinct for us to, to practice self-awareness and to kind of really produce self-awareness and to really um, do that deep work. And this was a few years ago, back before I really um, focused on it, I guess. You know what I mean? So it was just kind yeah. of like instinct just coming up but yeah there there will be certain people that you meet that you just instantly like you said your soul recognizes and you just know that something like it's a meaningful connection it's a meaningful um vibe whatever it is yeah yeah I um just the most recent um interaction that I had like that it was so interesting because um we were we were standing next to each other and I, I've expressed this to him as well. And so, um, so I feel okay in, in sharing it, but I was standing next to him. It's the first time we've ever been in each other's presence. And we were talking to this person that was, um, inebriated. We, and he was not making sense. And I, in my, my go-to is that I try to balance energy. That's, that's like my yes. go-to. It's oh like whatever gosh, needs so to be brought this situation I'll I'll bring it so if you if you need me to be a little bit higher I'll bring that if you need me to be lower and so I was and you don't even realize managing, that you're doing it right right like it's I, was, yes. I was like managing the energy yes. and all of a sudden I felt him this person that I just met also managing this guy's energy and I was like what what, what, there, there's another person that is absolutely in tune picking up what needs to occur here and and I hadn't felt that wow, yeah. with with someone, and so it was this immediate like, wow, okay, we're both we're both doing this, and and I since you know talked to him about it, and he's like, yeah, well, I knew that he needed to, and he, and he expressed wow. that that's exactly what he was doing, wow. and so it is you if you tune into it and you're aware of of others, just yeah. you know. Keeping your eyes open to to other people, getting outside of your just self perspective. Yeah, um, it's amazing. It's amazing what you find. It really is. It's so true. Yes, yes. I love that you brought that up, and I want to bring that up in another podcast and like further discuss that mm-hmm. whole balancing energy thing. So I think that's. Have we yeah. talked about that, Yuna? I don't think we have. But it's so funny that you. Of course, you would say that. That kind of blows my. <laughs> it shouldn't blow my mind, but it does blow my mind because that's something that like I have recognizing myself for so long and I just yeah. instinctively um I won't rob from what we will talk about in a later podcast but that's so I love that you just said that because yeah yes. I've always said that Wait, How no you, you know this? what you know in what way that we have discussed that um I remember now is because We've said how easy it is. Oh, yes, Our yes. conversations yes. are so easy because we don't need to balance energy. Before you just said that, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes. And that's why, like, it just feels like you can kind of, like, your soul just brings a sigh of relief. Like, you don't you don't feel the need to balance anything. Like, you can just – and it's not – and I think for the longest time, like, I felt like I wasn't being authentic to myself because I'm like, why am I sometimes, like, so outgoing and high energy – and sometimes I'm more reserved, and sometimes I'm swearing up a storm, and sometimes I'm, like, not at all. And it's it's because, like, you're 
trying to balance the energy and the dynamic. Yeah. And so whatever, like, well, we can discuss that in a later podcast. But yes, yes. thank you for bringing that thank up. Yes, yes, absolutely. And so um, just we'll just talk about a couple more things because we are past an hour. So everybody, thank you for staying with us for this long. So, You're still here. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Cricket? Cool. <laughs> So, like, relationships, do you, I think you and I are both pretty reserved and private about our relationships. Like, I, like, never, I think rarely, like, once or twice have I ever even posted about, like, revealing that I'm dating someone seriously. Um, I usually, like, never, never talk about it on social media. I usually, I share it with close friends, but... Other than that, I, I don't talk about it. Um, I'm very, very, very private about that. Um, same with you. What are your thoughts on yeah. that? It, yes, yes, I am. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's just kind of a preference and nothing against the people who are more public about it. But, yeah, that's kind of just a whole preference thing. So, I mean, we've covered a lot of ground. We have. This was great. Yeah. Thank you. I love having some structure to it. I mean, because we always cover a lot of ground, but yeah. it really does go down some crazy rabbit holes. Oh, it really <laughs> does. It really does. This was, it rained us in a little bit. Yeah, I think I like. so. I think so. So the next time, Rachel and I, I mean, there will be more podcasts for sure. And for our next one, we're thinking about just talking about people misperceiving you, maybe misperceiving your yeah. your good energy, your constant good vibes, your constant sunny outlook, people kind of interpreting that as fake. Uh-huh. So that's something that's important to both of us, and so we want to delve into in a future episode. But thank you, everybody, so much for sticking with us for the first podcast ever. This is something that is so important to me that I have truly felt is my purpose and something that I'm so passionate about and Rachel is just such a shining light and such a bright soul and I'm so so excited that you joined me for my first one because you enhanced it just beyond belief so thank you um do you have anything to share in parting no, I appreciate that so much, Whitney. You know that I just think the world of you, and I'm so proud of you for doing this podcast, and I know, like everything that you put your energy towards and um, put your mind to, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a success. It's going to be amazing. I feel like you have such an amazing way of connecting with people and understanding what people want to know. And so, um, I think, I think you brought it again and I loved like where we went with this conversation and I'm excited to, to see future ones for you. That means everything to me. So thank you so much and everybody, um, peace and blessings. (laughs) (laughs) Universe has your back. (laughs) Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.